Welcome to episode two of the Hip Hop Heads interview series and podcast. Sean Gavin, today I'm here with former college basketball player, former janitor, and now full-time artist, Dax. Thank you for welcoming me in your crib. Man, my love. Um, I was very excited for the second podcast interview, um, also because I'm a fan of your music over the last year or so, watching you grow as an artist and <coughs> how you've been developing. And third, me being a former college athlete and your basketball background. Um, so let's take it back to... Uh, your days in Canada, born and raised there. What was early life like with Nigerian parents who came over here? So Nigerian parents, a lot of people know, super strict. You know, but my parents were sort of lenient. They were sort of just like, um, you know, whatever you do, make sure you just do it with your heart. So, you know, they weren't really into the whole basketball thing. But once they saw that, like, you know, this nigga's not playing around. Like, he does this, like, mm. full time, all day, every day, three practices, workouts, like, shooting, all that stuff. They're like, okay, well, if it's going to pay for school, do it. So I spent my first 10 years, I say, I got serious with hoop. Seventh, I remember being in seventh grade and I was like, yo, okay, I'm gonna be a basketball player. Mm -hmm. like I remember telling my mom, like, I'm gonna be a basketball player. Mm -hmm. So she signed me up. I played in my first organized team, Gloucester Wolverines. And then the next like 10 years up until like just last. Uh, Back in December? December was when season? I graduated, but my last like game was like oh, the, the May before because I did I did a half semester to like finish out school. So from that was like ten, a ten year span down near thirteen to twenty three was just like strict basketball, like you know, crazy. So it was a crazy story for me coming out to the U.S. too. Um, I remember, I, so I came out. I got out to the U.S. because I met a dude at a bus stop. Mm -hmm. So like these people, they brought like a school to Canada, and it was a fake school. Like really? from the Bahamas, they they came into Canada saying, "Oh, we're we're just here to for a tournament," and they never left. And your parents <laughs> trusted these people. No, so I so this is this because I was trying to go to prep school, okay. like in America, and I was like, "Okay, hey, if I go to prep school, then I can go D one." But I got to get out of Canada. You wanted to do prep school because you didn't have the offers. Right I didn't out have of? any offers. Okay, right. Gotcha. Even so even any divisions. No, you, you, you were just Canadian schools. Play one. I had Canadian school offers out the ass. I was like one of the best Canadian players uh -huh. like, in the country. But I was like, no, but I want to play in the states. Mm -hmm. But I had like no offers. Because basketball obviously is a lot better here. Than yeah, and there was a fallout with a with the big time coach out there that fucked me in terms of AU and all that stuff. So, um, me to do that at a bus stop my senior year, close to the end. Uh, name's Ray Evans. Uh, so they made like a fake school. We ended up like filming uh, the game that we played their fake school on an iPad, and yeah. then we sent that to Coach Kyle. He saw it, and I flew out, tried out. And then, like, I remember not missing a shot in the trial, and then they gave me, like, a full scholarship to go the there. This was for the prep school. This for the prep school. Then the prep school took me to JUCO. Then I went from JUCO to D1 at the University of Montana. Then um, coaching change. This is, like, the short, shortest version. Coaching change happened. Didn't work out. Got hurt a little bit, too, with my lower back. Mm -hmm. At the end of the season, they're like, ah, we don't want you to come back. Then That's the crazy thing, how that can happen. Like, yeah. if, if you and the coach <clears throat> don't get along, like, oh, you know yeah. how many athletes probably didn't pan out because of, it's the school the they went to or, or the coach didn't work yeah. out and stuff like it's, that. It's all the coach. There's even like a, co a coach that makes or breaks a player. It really does. Their college career. So it's like, that's what, it's so important to choose a good coach. And they give players confidence. You know what I mean? Like uh -huh. niggas who can't shoot. Yeah. The coach tells you you can shoot. <laughs> you can you're going to start making shots. Yeah. You know, so. And it, it's tough being able to, um, you know, figure that out until you actually get there. Because of course, when you, you know, go for the visit and everything. It's all oh, buddy, 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 you know, buddy, we want you. Buddy, buddy. Just like labels. Shit, you never know if a label will show up exactly. or not. When you, when you show up, <laughs> it's buddy, buddy. Yep, exactly. Okay, so uh, Montana didn't work. Did, you didn't play at all there? You just kind of... I played. I remember like, uh, just like I, I was not 
getting Yourself. what I should have deserved. It was like, it was like, I mean, the story's crazy. Remember, so I got hurt. I was killing, then got hurt right before the first practice of the year. Like, oh, uh, pulled a muscle in my lower back. And it was like, I couldn't move, but like to them, I looked okay. But I'm no. like, yo, my lower back, like, I can't. <laughs> I can't I've function. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I know normal, but I'm walking normal. They're like, "Oh, this nigga's lying." Yeah. So now I like I end up coming back right before the season starts, and just you know the lines were messed up. They wouldn't play me. All this stuff like that. But and then your whole mindset, you know, I'm sure you were down on yourself during that. Uh, no, my mindset was no, good. I was just good. like, I was just like, like, because I work really hard. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, my whole mindset is like, man, fuck these people. I'm gonna keep working. But I'm thinking like I'm gonna crack the lineup. Like sometimes I remember one time everyone got injured. The starting five got injured. We had like seven players in a game. Nigga barely played with seven players versus yeah. South Dakota. Jeez. I was like, bro, this guy just doesn't like me. So you think crazy. it was just a bad relationship? Oh yeah, it was a bad bad relationship. So then after that, you after Montana, you went to Newman. Yeah, is I went to Newman back in. That's so I went back to Wichita, Kansas, which is where I went to prep school. Okay, so, so you when went I was prep school to Montana. Back I went from prep school to junior college in Casper, Wyoming, to University wow. of Montana, then back to Kansas. Because when I when I left Kansas, so when I left Kansas for prep school, I tried out. I went to uh, Newman University. They called me to like come like to visit and try uh-huh. out. And I remember I was like to myself, "Yo, if I don't kill these D two niggas, something's I'm, wrong." I, yeah, something's wrong. <laughs> So I was, I was like, if I don't if I don't kill this trial, I'm signing a Newman today. That's what I told Coach Kyle. Uh-huh. Like, if I don't kill this trial, I'm signing a Newman today. Because if I can't kill these D two dudes, then I should not be playing D one. Uh-huh. I don't give it even just one pickup game. Yeah. So I remember going to that Newman that Newman trial, bro. I didn't miss a shot. Mm-hmm. I didn't miss one shot. That's like good. swear yeah. to God, didn't miss a shot. <laughs> and that's when I was like, man, I got to go JUCO and try this D one thing. Mm-hmm. So I went JUCO. Uh, JUCO coach loved me. Boom, ended up going D one. And then I was like, wow, this is great. And then just didn't work out at D1. It's good you had something to fall back on, you yeah. know? Because at Newman, he was like, if D1 doesn't ever work out, you can always come back here. Mm-hmm. So as soon as D1 didn't work out, he called me. And at that point, you were a, were you a sophomore, junior? when you At Montana, to- I was a sophomore. You were a sophomore. So when you came to Newman, were you labeled as a, I was a junior. junior? Yeah, junior. So how, how'd that all start? How'd you start to fit in with them and oh at first at first it was, it was cool i had a little thought like there was a misunderstanding between me and the coach because i'm like a on the basketball court like when i'm when i'm going hard i'm a heavy personality i'm like I'm, I'm like loud you know screaming you and shouting yeah you know? you know diving and stuff like that and like if you don't know me it could like be took in the wrong way of course you know what i mean so but eventually like i ended up quitting newman and then the day i quit uh because they were not giving me enough playing time and that, so the day i quit they called me back and then, then after after I, after I left the coach's office and I said like I quit, it's like then they started loving me. Oh, I had no idea you actually were like I'm yeah. done with this. Oh yeah, no. At one point I was like, man, I was because I was because like, I was like I should be like, like getting more playing time. This is like I was like, at one point I was I was a third leading scorer on the team, mm-hmm. right? They wouldn't start me, and I was only playing like twelve minutes a game. But I'm, I was like third yeah. leading scorer, and then the day that I got up to being the second leading scorer on the team, they like cut my playing time. Really? And I'm like, I'm like, and what? Where does that make sense? Where the nigga who's playing like the least minutes, yeah. and now is your second leading scorer? They cut my playing so you time. Start right getting when, to a groove. So, and yeah. So I'm up. like, wow. They're like looking at. They must be looking at my stats, and wow, he's like getting up. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, I went into their office. We had a big like follow, and I just told them the truth. I'm like, I'm, I don't need to play basketball. Like, I'm cool. So you wanted to completely. 
be done with basketball? Or were you thinking about transferring I was to like, another I was school? Just, I was just like, that was when I came up with the the thing. I was like, yo, you got to be able to give up all that you are for what you're willing to become. And I was like, of course. I'm going to play pro somewhere. But uh-huh. I was like, I don't need to like. Waste your time. Yeah, waste my time. So I was like, I was like, fuck it. And then they called me back. And then literally the, the day I quit, they called me back and I like, came to practice. I had my best practice ever. And from then on, me and the coach, like, we're then best friends. And now cool. we don't call each other all the time. For still to this day? Yeah. Coach Mark Potter. So how's he feel about your music? Is Loves he, it. I yeah. started off with poetry. Sometimes he hates when I cuss, but <laughs> he's, he's a dope guy. That's what I really learned in life, man. It's like, if you're like willing to give up all that you are for something, a lot of the times it works out. Like the one time, I, was, like, I wish I would have done that at Montana. It's been like, Mm-hmm. Like nah, I'm not gonna. I'm not just gonna let you niggas not play me because I should be playing. Mm-hmm. You know, or or as soon as you're about to give up, there's like that thing that happens where there's that hope. Yeah, and you exactly. see like. <clears throat> so when you were there, what were you studying? Um, I was a communications major. Okay, so if basketball didn't work out, what were you thinking about? Nothing. I had to, literally. I was so scared because I was like, yo, I don't like anything else but basketball in life. Mm-hmm. I was like, I have no other desire to do anything else. And I was, yeah. I was, I was waiting and like looking for something that was gonna like that you thought maybe you'd like. Yeah, and I was like, and I was like, because <clears throat> I knew I was gonna play pro regardless. But I was like, I was like, man, this basketball thing is getting like, it's like I work so hard at it, and it's like, damn, do I really want to run lines for the next 10, 15 years overseas yeah. in fucking Lithuania? Yeah, I was gonna ask you that. Did you ever consider doing it? Because I, yeah, I, was I have a couple pro. Of, uh, friends that played college basketball that. You know, we're good, but not NBA good. And they yeah. ended up going and playing overseas. So exactly. is that something you consider? Yeah, I was, I was, I was going to. Like, I, was, I always felt like I was going to find my way to the NBA, but it was just going to take me longer. Mm-hmm. And I was going to have to do the whole, you know, overseas stint. But like my, I led the league in scoring my senior year and all that dope shit. So I was killing. I was going to sign with the agent. But like at that point, I had no desire to because I found poetry and started making music. And that's when the music... Do you think if the music didn't happen you would end up doing it yes yeah, I'd, I'd be playing pro right now if, if the music if the so I, I found poetry first that was my junior year okay and then I knew so prior to that were you always into music because of sports nah, never did uh, I mean I listened to music to get myself yeah that's what up. I mean like, oh, that's, yeah. how, that's how I started oh, yeah. it was because you know I was constantly l- looking for music to work out to that's when LimeWire and all those oh, things wow. were out so I was heavy yeah. on that and then yeah. that's kind of what turned into me running the music website so yeah. <clears throat> you were always into hip hop um, and music, but you didn't really get into it, like making it anything until junior year in college. Yeah, not even, it was even more, senior year was when I put up my first song. But like, so junior year, um, so, cause you know, you know, D1, they give you like the money and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I transferred to a small private Catholic school, New uh-huh. University. I was on full scholarship, but there was no like extra money. Mm-hmm. So I was like, fuck, I'm, I don't want to be broke. I still need to get haircuts and shit. <laughs> I, didn't a, I didn't have a car or nothing like that. Well, they get, they don't give you any money for like uh, rent or anything like that. At Newman, yeah. <clears throat> so you were like, I was on campus. Like my school, yeah. I was my, like, my friend played at Pitt and stuff, and you know oh, he'd get a little check every once in a while. I'm like, yeah, must be nice. Uh, <laughs> you no, know, smaller schools don't get that. Yeah. So that's when like I got the janitor job. At first, I told myself, yo, I'm not. I don't need to work a job. I'm gonna just like, why would I work a job when I just work on my game? That's gonna pay me later. Mm-hmm. Especially like, in college, because I, yeah, I mean. I'm sure it's just like football, film, practice. Like, how'd you even have time to so the, the, do that? So the job was overnight. Yeah. So the job was from, uh, so I'd get out of practice, eat, do, 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 have like a couple hours, and I'd work from like 8 till 12 or like 8 till 1. And I was, I was a janitor on <clears throat> campus, so it wasn't like super bad. So that's why you did it. Yeah, Plus the hours. Because yeah. I was wondering, I was like, you know, why'd you do janitor stuff? Why, why didn't you go work somewhere else or yeah. do something? But no, I was, it was like, it was a dope. Like, I thought it was a great job. And honestly, when I started, I was like, yo, it's going to be a great story one day. 
like the, and I was just like, like this is great you know and, I, and it wasn't like super like like they weren't on my ass you know I'm working in the building overnight no you, one's really you by in yourself there. Or was oh, I had my boss and like a couple other student workers sometimes but it's quiet peaceful oh yeah <laughs> I just like, put my music in just like stay on my social media like just chill like go hide out in a little spot somewhere you know they can't find how me much, how much uh, cleaning oh, and working do oh, you actually man. do because I'm sure yeah. you're on your phone typing in lyrics yeah, out the oh man so like I probably out of four hours like during the week I'd probably if I went hard I could get it done in 30 minutes the cleaning the cleaning, the cleaning so stuff. I used to like get in there and I'd be like yo I'm going hard like so I just like bang it out super hard like sweating yeah getting so all my shit done shit around and focus was, yeah, on music stuff chill and then during the summer it was like eight hour shifts so it was from like eight at night to like three in the morning so you really didn't have a life after class and basketball there wasn't Not, any hanging out or no no doing anything with friends there's no hanging out that's crazy. So how weekend, do you get litty. Yeah. So how do you think sports has turned you into the person you are today? What's taught you? Uh, sports <clears> has <throat> definitely helped me because like, I remember like for me in basketball, like, my basketball journey was such a good thing for me because I was like I played up when I was younger. So I was mm -hmm. I've, I've been the best player on the team like the, the in mm -hmm. college like my senior I was the best player on the team and I've also been like the worst player on the team. Mm -hmm. You know, and I've been the middle guy. I've been like the guy who has to cheer. I've been the motherfucker that motherfuckers gotta bring me water. So it's like, I've, I've been through like all of those phases. Cause some guys like, they've always just been the star. And then when they don't get that or their life doesn't show them that, yeah. like later on they can't handle it. I've so I was there. lucky to just have like all of those. Like, and I was in like at Montana shit, they used to like, they thought I was a football player. Mm -hmm. You know, they'd like, I would go to get my shit. They'd be like, what number are you? Cause I, cause I got no playing time at some points. Yeah. So it's like motherfuckers didn't even know who I was, <laughs> you know? So it was like, I've been That's like, heartbreaking. Bro, too, you know? <laughs> bro, I used to be like, damn, y'all niggas really going to disrespect me like this? Like, yeah. The, like, cra the craziest thing I experienced. Um, so, you know, you have the big time recruits. I actually had to walk on. I decommitted from a school in my conference and I walked on. Wow. So me not being recruited, I, you know, I'm thrown under the bus to start yeah. off with. And I, I just remember, like, my redshirt freshman year, I did really well, but for some reason, there was not enough space on the field. For some reason, our coach did not want everyone on the field, so I went and busted my ass every day, was doing really well, making my way up, and there was about five or seven of us that on, the, on game day, we would have to be in the stands. Damn. And I remember someone from high school that I knew, they were like, aren't you on the team? Yeah. And like that just being so yeah, like, bro. terrible because like I'm not even on the sideline, but I'm like, you don't know what's going on during practice exactly. and stuff. So like me having to sit up there and just be like, yeah, damn, like I got to wait my time. And exactly. I mean, a lot of, I think sports is like one of the best things people can do. Yeah. I mean, like you said, like yep. team wise, just because, and also you really have to work your ass off to get what you want. Like, you can't skip practice and expect to play. So that's one yeah. of those things like that people just don't understand, like mentally tough, like just mentally from football tough. and everything, like whatever happens in my life, I feel like I can get through just because I've been, through, been through all it. that bullshit yeah. and um, I know how to get through it. So I mean, yeah. sports is an amazing thing and it's, Big. it's changed my life. And I know Same, that has bro. for you. Um, I read someone on your Instagram about you um, taking a blow off class. For singing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that was at Newman, right? That was at Newman. No, that, no, no, no. That was at University of Montana. Oh, that was at Montana. So a lot of it, it's crazy to look back and be like, wow, like I feel like I was like meant to do this, because like a lot yeah. of things like fall back. So at the University of Montana, at first I came in, I was studying economics, mm -hmm. right? So studying economics, and I, I remember going to economics and be like, I can't do this shit, because mm -hmm. I, because I, I used to fall asleep in like every class, <laughs> yeah. right? And I'm like, because I hated school, but I just wanted to play basketball, but I still got great grades, but it was like that. So I'm like, one day we have this, we had this athlete class that all athletes were in. Some dude comes in and he's like, 
the single most important thing in the world is communication. He's like every single thing, like he's like it's like it's, he's like it's, it literally will make or break your life. Either how good you communicate or fail to communicate will decide every single thing you do. I think that's the biggest thing because you got kids that are geniuses, straight A's, but they they can't get an interview because exactly. they can't talk to anyone. Me, I think when it comes to books, I'm dumb as a rock, but yeah, I can talk to people. I'm social. Exactly. That's another thing sports help with social. making friends and exactly. And so, so like after that fucking after that little class, that hour class. I was like, you know, what the fuck am I doing in economics? Mm-hmm. I don't even like this shit. I sort of just chose it because it sounds good to my parents. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, my son's doing economics. <laughs> my Nigerian parents, you know? So I'm just like, so so literally like that day, I was like, I went to the girl at the student services. I'm like, yo, I'm switching to communications. So I switched to communications. So now I got to like pick different classes. Mm-hmm. So she, I'm like, what classes, like electives or whatever those classes are, like just like sort of like run yeah. down classes. That stuff's stressful, especially yeah. with how busy you are in school. Exactly. So I'm just like, yo, I want a class that's not like tough. So I remember one of them was food and culture. I'm like, fuck, okay, dope. So I, I just go, go in that class and stuff. just pass out. I just go in that bitch and pass the fuck out because I'm doing communications. So then I'm like, man, she's like, you need one more class. I'm looking through the class. And I'm like, you know what? I've always sort of wanted to like sing and just like sort of be cool. And I could probably like get away in that class and just like chill, mm-hmm. you know? So she's like, yeah. She's like, she showed me it was there. I was like, okay, yeah, let me just take this singing class. And at that point, I had never like sung or made a song or anything. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, cool. So I take the singing class. And like, I remember just, all, we always do like drills. Like, we do like drills oh, really? every day. I don't know any of the singing like, drills. <laughs> we start off with that every day. Uh-huh. Like all these I'd drills. I'd be cool with going to that <laughs> class. <laughs> so I was just like, and I remember like, it got me out of my shell too. Cause we would have to like, like the final was singing in front of the class. Oh man, that'd be hard. Yeah. And I remember the night before my final, I fucking got drunk as fuck. And my voice was, ch- I had to sing somewhere over a rainbow. That really? was my final song, bro. <laughs> so I did that shit in oh, that man. class. And now I look back, I'm like, wow, that class really helped. So I took that communications major. And just Obviously, now I, I communicate. Hell, that's probably like my best thing, just yeah. communicating to people. So There's no way I could have did that. Yeah, it's like, tough. <clears throat> I'm worried about things. Like, I'm real social. I play a football game in front of 10,000 people. But when it comes to public speaking, like, yeah. those classes in college, I mean, there's 10 kids in the class, and I have to sit there. I just, I get so nervous. So, yeah. like, singing... <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I was definitely nervous. But just like, so were you good at public speaking and doing all that stuff? Like, you always had that. I mean, to, I'm I'm good. You know, it's like to the to most people like onlookers, like, yeah, he's he's dope at that. I mean, I'm nervous as shit usually. Mm-hmm. I would say I'm pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that's good to have. So when did um you really start recording? Like, how did that? Because you did the poem, your friends or your teammates liked it. But when did you really like sit down or how did you even do it? Did you have a mic? So, um, have a friend that had stuff? Like, how did you even? So, what happened was, I, th- I remember it now. So, I remember I called my manager name. We were like, he was like, oh, we got to turn this into music eventually. I'm like, cool. So, but I wasn't really like pushing to do it. Mm-hmm. And then I remember I had this friend named Addy. He was um, Nigerian. He's like, a, he, was like, he was like a bigger YouTuber than me at the time. Like, yeah. I had a couple like Addy, uh, Jay. They were like guys who were bigger than me, but they were like, they were like, they're like oh, this, this nigga's talented as shit. He's like, yo, bro, you should try to remix like popular songs. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, I don't really know. So I tried it one time and I remixed fucking Drake's uh, Drake's One Dance mm-hmm. with Rihanna. So I remember going to the studio the first time, went to some trash studio in Wichita, Kansas, recorded it in like one take. And then I made a music video with Thad and Thad was like, he like makes all my music videos. Mm-hmm. And I met him in Kansas too. He was like 17 when I DM'd, uh, messaged him on Facebook. So none of these people were at school with you they were just local area or you knew over the internet yeah they, the the two guys were on the internet and then thad well he went to high school in wichita kansas where i was at it's funny how that all works out yeah so, so then i recorded that one dance we shot the music video in like some parking garage put it up didn't do that great mm-hmm. 
left that there put up a couple other like other like poem poetry mm-hmm. shit and then I made the Hilly Clinton the designer remix mm-hmm. like first I made it in front of like where I usually did my poetry videos and then I put it on Instagram like it went it went viral because I, I messaged like I spent like three days messaging like thousands of kids to DM world star funny blacks and designer and then yeah. like on the third day all three of those accounts posted it and wow. it went dumb viral and then I made the, then literally when it went viral I told that I'm like yo bro the shit went viral listen we need to make a music video ASAP uh-huh. so I'm like I skipped practice he skipped school good, I just told him I had to go to <clears throat> do like stuff for my immigration cause I'm from so whenever I needed to oh, get out of so class I just be like yo yeah I got immigration shit to do Canada cause you know coaches aren't cool yeah they don't, they don't <laughs> see practice yeah but they didn't know like okay oh shit you just gotta do immigration you can't get deported you yeah, know what you I mean so that. so I was like bet so skip practice Made the music video, and that went viral in like a month or two months of pushing it. Got a couple million views, gained subscribers. Wow. So that's that's when like you knew it was it could happen. Like that gave you the confident boost. Like okay, yeah, yeah, I was I'm like, really gonna do this. Well, I mean, as soon, as soon as I wrote my first poem, I was like, yo, this is what I'm gonna do. Like something with this. I was like, I'm either gonna do poetry or motivational speaking for the rest of my life. Cause I so could how just can travel. you do poetry? Like how can you make a career out of that? So my honestly? idea, like I, I had this idea in my mind i was like okay i'm gonna be the drake of spoken word poetry because mm-hmm. i was like yo I, I listen to all these niggas do spoken word poems like my shit's doper than theirs and i rhyme my shit so i was basically rapping you yeah. know but like in poems so i was like and so I, at first i was like I, like we made i still have i have like 10 music videos that are poetry music videos that i haven't put out because i was like yeah i want to like make music videos but for poetry mm-hmm. so i made like hella of those i'm gonna put out later on but that's like what i was basically doing and then like motivational speaking type shit so have you done motivational speaking? Yeah, really? I remember my first. I went to Cape and Mount Carmel with Coach Potter, the guy okay. that the coach I'm close with now, and like I, I spoke in front of all the, all the student athletes, motivate them. That's cool. Yeah. So you could do that too. I mean, yeah. So many, so yeah. many things you could do. I thought it was so cool how your coach uh, supported you with the music too. Yeah. Like how you did the music video with all your teammates. Oh yeah. And uh, I was lit, and he was you, in it. Like, mm, did the school show mm. any love? Like, yeah. Besides yeah, they, that, they, like, they're the one who asked me to do it. Really? Newman was really supportive of me, man. They, and they, like, for example, they would play that song during, like, homecoming and during, like, before the games. Uh-huh. And then they were showing the music video all over campus on all the TVs. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so you did the um, Drake and Hillary Clinton thing and then started getting traction. So then they asked you to do something with the team? Yeah, like, that's how the timeline yeah, was? Yeah, that came on... Was that my senior year or my junior year? That was my senior year. Yeah, so, yeah, they asked me, like, the next year to do something. That's cool. For homecoming. Did you perform for Homecoming or just for the video? No, just like the, we made the music video, all my teammates cool, and stuff were in it. Yeah, that would have been, been real dope. cool. Um, so how'd your parents take all this? Oh, they're cool. They love it now. They're always, they're, they're always like the people like, you know, that start to like skeptical because, you know, they want mm-hmm. like shit to work out for their kid. But then once they see it going well, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. I also feel like it's different for them just because they came from Nigeria. Like, yeah. you know, if, if I was like, all right, I'm going to do music, it'd be different for my parents just because... They've been here their whole life. Like, yeah. you know, like they kind of understand that stuff. But I feel like for your parents, it's like you have to get a good job. Like how oh, long yeah. have they? How long were they over here before you were born? Like, were they Shit. here for a while? Nah, they were here maybe six because my sister, they were here like six years before I was born because my sister, we're all three years apart. So there's me, then my older sister, Andrea, three years over and then Rasheen, who's three. So yeah, six years. Wow. So did before they adjust born. well? Like, what oh, did yeah, they, they, they come over here and do? So my dad, my dad's an engineer. Oh, wow. So, um, he got a scholarship from a, from Nigeria, Commonwealth scholarship to come here. They like flew us all out or whoever it was just him and my mom at that time to Newfoundland. And that's where I was born. 
Um, so, yeah. That's pretty crazy. It's crazy, yeah. It's the man uh, right there. So what did, what did you do in the, uh, back to Janner stuff, I have a note here. You used to perform? Oh, yeah, I used, to, like, stuff? I used to always, like, just, like, perform in the mirror and stuff. You know, just, like, getting it, just... Anyone catch seeing, you? Uh, oh, yeah, sometimes <laughs> people would walk in. Because I have my headphones in. Like, I might even be in, like, the girl's bathroom cleaning the shit. You know with I mean? a microphone? No, with a microphone, just like <laughs> just with my hand, you know, just like this. At first, I remember I was I always started off with the shit in my left, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna keep it in my right so I can like use my dominant hand to like really make my sound. Yeah, yeah, you know? <laughs> just like things like that, I would like learn in the mirror. Yeah. I'm like, this hand doesn't really move uh, like yeah. that. So you I'm can like, see how you look. Yeah, like, just, yeah. I, I, that's so funny. I like how you post uh, stuff on Instagram. Like, uh, how do you title it? Like story, story, oh, story time, the story yeah. time. I was going through this. I was like, damn, there's some good shit in here. I yeah. was like, I really like that. Um, so back to the motivational speaking, have you ever thought about, um, coaching like at nah, all? I'm not, it, see, I can't, the reason, this is why, this is why I can't like coach because it's like, even now when I go play these pickup games, I'm like, I look at these kids and I'm like, yo, you have no idea how hard I worked to just did like to even, cause I wasn't a basketball player. I made myself one. Okay. So I'll be looking at some of these kids and just like, even like I go play these little like games, like, cause I don't, I don't really try anymore. I don't go hard cause I'm not, I'm a music artist. And I'm not going to go out here fucking yeah, just most of get my stance. At 24 hour didn't play college. So yeah, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, 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 and it's just like, I just, I, I don't have patience for like, um, just for like mediocrity or someone who's like stuck in it. Like, I'm like, if you're like, for yeah. me, like if you're on my team and you're playing basketball and you're not trying to like, you know, <laughs> be with it. Like, it's just like, I can't respect you uh -huh. because it's like, I try to tell, tell people all the time. It's like, yo, if you're going to play basketball, so many, so many more do doors open up when you put out, when you put your heart into something. Oh, of course. Cause it's like, cause people a see that. And I truly believe like God rewards people who like go hundred mm -hmm. percent. Cause like for, for my music came out of me giving everything to basketball. And like, I don't know if music, I, I mean, I, I like, I, I know music's what I'm meant to do, but like, I know if something else happens, the fact that I'm putting like my whole heart into the music now, mm -hmm. like people are seeing that. So I can now, I can do whatever I want to because they know, wow, this guy goes hard at whatever he does. Mm -hmm. So it's like, people don't understand, like when someone's watching you on the court, it's like, it's look, it's a job interview. Yeah. Like damn near. Like, <laughs> it's like, yo, there could be a millionaire in the stands and be like, wow, this motherfucker just doesn't go hard. Probably, I mean, that's probably how it is. If I, I show him. up to a pickup game, what's the first? You see the meme yeah. with the, the little kid tying his shoes. How yeah. you show up to play basketball? It's like yeah. you go there, you you watch everyone. It's it's like an interview. Yeah. Uh, he's good. He's not. He's good. Exactly. He's lazy. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so, so that's why. That's why. That's why I can't. I can't see myself getting into coaching because I just I wouldn't be able to put up with yeah. kids just not. You know, it's just. Yeah. So that's that was kind of one of my things with with the receiver school thing I was telling you about because. My wife, she's like, you know what? Why don't you try coaching? Because I'm lost in like what I want to do exactly. Yeah. Because when I, from high school, I was like you with sports. Like sports was my whole life. Like I was always the best kid on all my teams. And I was like, I'm going to either the NBA, NFL. So, and you know, when I got to like sophomore year, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm obviously not good enough, but I can play college. But it was like, you know, like that's everything. Like I'd wake up, go on YouTube, watch Team Flight Brothers, how to Boom. dunk. Yeah. And then I'd try and imitate it. Like, yeah. I, did, I don't think I read a book or studied anything yeah. from fourth grade to eighth grade. It was like sports, 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 sports. So when it came to that time, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. Like I had no idea. And then I got into college and um, I started my first music website and my uh, best friend's uncle is a graphic designer. He's like, I see a little creative side of him. Maybe you should do that. And I was like, Fuck it. Yeah. I'm going to school. I, you know, football starts in August. I got to pick something. I guess I'm doing that. Yeah. And I stuck with it. And then, so now I'm trying to figure it out. And I was like, you know, maybe I could do something with coaching. 
But I, I don't want to coach because like I played college football and those guys are there from six in the morning to oh, ten yeah. at night watching film. So I'm like, maybe I can do something with coaching, but it's not full time with yeah. so like training kids and training stuff. kids. Yeah. So like that's another thing. With that, I was like, you know, like if they can't do what I could have done. Like it's frustrating. Like you want them to be able to do stuff yeah. you can do, and like yeah. trying to teach them. Like, so I don't know if it's I could be coaching yeah. either. You know, <laughs> even now, just my DMs are flooded with just like, because I'm I'm a tough love type dude. Like mm-hmm. like a lot of people like will seem like oh he's probably gonna be super nice. I'm like no. Nah, if, if a kid like hits me up in the DM like this, I'm like bro, Google that shit. Like that's what I did. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's not like like it's too many babies. You know oh, I, I hate that shit. I get that all the time. I, with my receiver school, I get messages. Hey, uh, you have any drills you could suggest to me? And I'm <laughs> like, I'm like, dude, there's, I'm like, there's a million drills. Like, I, what do you shit, want me to yeah. tell you? Like, I, you know, you follow the page for a reason. I post yeah. drills. Like, yeah. so I know exactly what you're saying. Like, yeah. people trying to just get handouts. It's like, yeah. do your research. Like, I'm giving you stuff. Just figure it out. You yeah. Know? Really people are lazy. Um, so Tupac, he is my okay. favorite artist of all time. Obviously, huge influence for you. If he was sitting here right now, what is one song of yours that you would show him? If I was if I was gonna show him one song of mine, <clears throat> yeah. If he never heard, you, he's sitting here. I'd, never show, heard I'd, your I'd music. show him. Did it first. It's not out yet, but I'd show him. Did that's it first. Did it, it first. None of your song. remixes to any of this stuff. No, probably not. No, that's your. I'd, that figure, your, I'd, I'd figure you'd stumble on him. Is that your favorite on. one? You're all. Like, I think. I think. So I think my. I think my song "Self Proclaimed" and "Did It First are two of the best rap songs ever made, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Otherwise, I'd show him one of those. One of those ones, or I'd show him. I would show him probably hit him up. That one too is fire. The remix. Yeah, yeah. He would love that. Yeah, he would love that. I think he loved that. I was thinking when I first came across your music, I was like, "That's ballsy, him doing a T-Pop oh, yeah. remix and putting." See, that, when I first made it, I was like, "It didn't seem ball." Because here's my no, thing: I was never into music. See, me being a blogger, that's because uh, okay. I've seen people put out remixes. Oh, uh, really? You know, if you remix a you know Drake or something, it's not as big as a deal, big of a deal. But if you remix. Biggie, Tupac. If people have passed away, if you jump on their song and put it out, yeah. like it's got to be good, or else oh, you're yeah. just gonna get destroyed. So when yeah. I first saw that, I was like, "No way, he did this." Wow. That clicked on. See, I, was I did like, not I was think like, of it like that. Yeah, it's it's like that. People yeah. think that <laughs> it ended up working out for you. Oh yeah, my, I'm, I'm, see, I, my thing is like, I hope everybody else. I'm, I'm an oblivious dude. I'm just like, I don't care. Like you know, I'm just doing it. it. You know what I mean? No, I, don't, I don't even know how I did that that day. Like. I remember like the whole like he came in a dream a couple times and I was just like yeah hey, chilling and I and then I was just like hmm I think I, I googled it hit him up instrumental and I was just like man let me just make this fucking remix and we shot a one take literally mm-hmm. I wrote that that day uh and like a little bit went to the studio called up Horace recorded it and then told that bro can we just go to the train track and shoot a fucking one take please. So then I recorded it because <laughs> I used to be on Thad's ass. I'm like, bro, yeah. we need to do this now, today. Boom, that's boom, good boom. though. Yeah, that's good though. A lot of artists and are then like, I just posted it when we were in LA filming the music video for my single "I Want," and I remember I was just like, yo, I'm just gonna post this, yeah. and like, I'm not even gonna like advertise it. I'm just gonna post it because I, w- I had no service in the Ramada Inn we were in, like down in like Burbank. Okay. I had no service. I'm like, fuck it, let me just get this little hot spot for you and post it. So I posted <laughs> it, and then we're filming the music. I come back, and I'm like, wow, shit's already at seventy thousand views. Wow. I'm like, fuck, dope. Yes, I mean, especially yeah. if you put, you know, Tupac remix. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, boy. Hell yeah. So the uh, the I Want video, I, I watched the behind the scenes. You've never been to the beach until? No, it was my first time on the beach. Really? Yeah. I don't, were, I don't swim, so. And how old were you at the time? 22, 23? That was last summer, so 23. First time on the beach, that's crazy. Yeah. So how many times have you been to L.A. before you moved out here? That was my first time. Really? Well, for basketball. Actually, no. 
LA was my first time since I moved out here. But like when I found that music video for that week we were here, mm -hmm. that was my first time ever in LA. That was another thing. How did how did that transition happen? Like you were in college dorm room, like because you just graduated. Like how did yeah. you make the move out here? Like what? You just were like, I'm going to LA. Yeah. Like, so my because I live with my manager and we were like, yeah, you're gonna you know you, you got to move to LA, bro. You got to move to LA. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, okay, fuck it, move to LA. So That's I was crazy. like, here we go. What'd your parents think about that? That's the thing. That's the thing like, with a dude like with a dude like me. People they know they have no choice. It's just really? like you're just like, <laughs> I don't, like most of the time I won't even tell them until it's done. Really? Yeah. I'm just like, cause I like I I, I like I don't I don't care like if you're gonna say mm -hmm. no or da 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 because it's gonna happen. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's just like <laughs> I told them I'm moving to L.A. Yeah, it is what it is. That was tough for me. That was really, really? tough. Yeah. Because when when did you move out? December. That was when I came out. Or actually, yeah, December. That's when I moved Crazy. out. I got a job offer. Was never anywhere yeah, west. Yeah, you got more like, you know, you got, you got your daughter, you got your wife. So yeah, it's, like, was, it's tough. I'm not going to lie. I was not scared, but it was, it was uh, nerve-wracking because, yeah. I mean, I was never anywhere west of Ohio wow. <clears throat> until then. Like, I, you oh, know, yeah. I, I never really traveled. My wife's family, that she traveled everywhere growing up. So me, I was always in Pittsburgh, never left, never really did anything. And uh, I, was at a, I was at a company working a job, doing well. And then they just started laying a bunch of people off. So I lost my job and her family moved to South Carolina. So at that point we didn't have both of our families there. So I was like, damn, like, what are we going to do? Like, yeah. I'm not trying to move in with your family. I'm not trying to move in with mine. Yeah. So I was like, I was so happy I got laid off. Cause I, I mean, I, I hated the job so much. So I was like, you know, I'm trying to go to New York, LA, you know, it's a two year time frame before she starts school, like to chase my dreams, do what I want. And I applied to jobs in LA, New York. And it was funny. I, I would get people calling me on the phone, but as soon as they see on your resume, you're in Pittsburgh or any oh, other yeah. state, they don't want you, even if you're willing to relocate. Wow. So I was like, you know, what am I going to do? So I was like, fuck it. I went wherever I was applying to on Zillow or on uh, Indeed, I would go on Zillow. So if I was applying for a job in Calabasas, I'd go on Zillow, type in Calabasas, copy and paste the first address put on my resume to make it look like I live there. Damn. So I, then I'd apply for the job. I got an email from my now company in Calabasas. They were like, hey, can you come for an interview? And I'm like, damn, what do I do? Like, I'm kind of nervous. Like, I, I don't like to fly. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. So I called my fr uh, high school friend. It's at UCLA. I was like, hey, can I come out and do this interview? He's like, yeah. I was like, I'm going to crash on your couch for a week. A flew week, out, damn. Flew out by myself. And usually when you do an interview, they're like, okay, well, we got some other people we're interviewing. We'll call you in a week, two weeks, month. You know how that yeah. works. So I'm like, I'm going to go do the interview. If they want me, I'll still be back in Pittsburgh. I can always decline. So I go out, do the interview. And he's my, my now boss is like, I've never done this before, but um, I can't let you leave. I'm, I'm going to hire you on the spot. And I was just like, wow. Like I didn't plan on it. So I'm wow. like, so I'm like, I'm like, I, I froze. I'm like, uh, okay and he's like when can you start because the whole interview i'm like i can start immediately i can start immediately because i needed i wanted a job, job yeah you start like, immediately yeah. I can start immediately yeah i said that <laughs> he's like he's like can you start tomorrow and i'm like uh well, uh well um i'm actually just out here for a week uh i gotta go back to pittsburgh grab my stuff blah blah he's like he's like okay okay he's like i love it i love he's it like, <laughs> he's like i love, I love it. it i love it i'm <laughs> like all right cool he's like you plan on it? so so I, I, I leave and I, I call my, my parents, I call my wife. I'm like, he just offered me the job. Like, I don't know what to do. Cause I was talking about what I wasn't really like about that yeah, life. Yeah, you know, like that I, life. I, it yeah, sounded yeah. good, but it, it really put the pressure. So I went back home. 
was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. So he called me. He's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, I'm like, good. Just trying to figure it out. He's like, he's like, to make it easier on you, I'll give you an extra 2000 on your salary. And I was like, wow. Like, no one does that. Like, yeah. I was like, I worked at a job for a year and a half, and this guy has already done more for me. In this little, And I didn't yeah. even start working for him. And he's like, you plan on having Thanksgiving with your family? I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, cool. Enjoy Thanksgiving with your family. Start the following Monday. So I was like, all right. And then I moved I moved out here, stayed with my friend for a whole month. Every weekend, I'd go and look at apartments, FaceTime my girl and everything. And then I ended up moving them out here. So it was like, wow. that was my crazy thing. So, wow. So, so I feel the move. And yeah, that's a story. It kind of... So that was, it's crazy making move. I love it out here. I don't know about you, but it, it's, I love it. it's incredible. No winters, anything no, like that. I fucking love it. Yeah. Wow. What are some of your favorite places? Like, what do you like to do around here? Man, I don't do shit. You know? I really don't. You don't like do to shit. go hike or anything? Hike. I, listen, I don't like that either until I came out here. <laughs> really? Like, um, Runyon Canyon, all them places. Like, oh, man, I'm a simple it. ass dude. <laughs> no. I'm not doing shit. I'm just I'm, I'm I go to the gym workout hoop and then go to the studio and then try to like make this shit boom. Yeah, that's, it, that's all. You can't waste your time hiking. You got no, hiking could be low key dope though. I just I never. Really it's just the of views. It. It's, it's yeah. incredible. Me being from Pittsburgh and not ever seen anything like that. When I came yeah. out here, I was just wow. I was blown away with the stuff I was Look. seeing. I'm, I need to start. Maybe though. Yeah. I mean, you gotta have a girl to do that type of shit with. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send you some locations. Yeah. Uh, what are some future <laughs> plans you got? Um, got the project dropping. Um, so that's a big thing. Really trying to really going to take this to the next level and just become one of the biggest artists. So right now I got, you know, some dope features coming out, OT and Futuristic. Mm -hmm. Uh we just did the Hobson one. Um so that was dope. Planning some tours. Mm -hmm. Um, going back to China. Um and really just like just cementing myself in this music industry, you know what I mean? It, it, I I just really feel like there's no other artist, you know, and a lot of people say that a mm -hmm. lot of people they'll be like, Oh, you know, I'm the best. And da, 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 da. I'm not saying I'm the best. I'm just saying like, there's no other artist like who does what I do. You know what I mean? I really think like, it's just, I think there's a need for me in the music industry. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, I feel like I can't be replicated. I can't be duplicated. You know, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of artists where it's Little like things that separate you. you think, exactly. From other people. There's a lot of artists who I feel like who are just, they're just sort of, I feel like I'm a generational artist and more, mm -hmm. more than that, a generational person. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't feel like there's a lot of motherfuckers who can like do what I do with their mouth and motivate people and do all that shit. So I feel like I'm a generational person. Change people's lives. Exactly. That's, so that's why that's I'm really like, just, just like, I know I'm gonna be there. I'm just like, I'm trying to speed up the process. Yeah. You're mm -hmm. at the beginning. You're so yeah. early. On. I know. You know that's what pisses me off. Cause I'm like, yo, I, you know, and all that's what's crazy out in LA. All it takes is like one. You know, one person being like, you know what, man, this kid's fucking mm -hmm. special. Especially now you're in LA. Yeah. Endless connections. I mean, yeah. you can drive to anyone's house. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. so. Let's, let's talk about the EP, though. So, seven tracks. What are some of your favorite songs? Or, I guess, what are the top two favorite songs of yours that people should look for when it comes out? Because this will uh, be out, this interview will be out before then. So, dope. when people watch, what are some songs that they should look out for that are your favorite? Obviously, you love them all, but. Yeah, it's got to be. Um, Man, I love man. Cracking on my own's a banger. Mm -hmm. People are gonna love that song, it's a banger. And then, honestly, I really like I really like the No Respect with Futuristic song. Mm -hmm. I think that one is like an anthem for people because like a lot of I like my biggest thing. I hate being disrespected. You know what I mean? But it motivates me. So sometimes I don't mind being disrespected because I know it's gonna result in something good. But No Respect, people definitely gotta look out for that one and Cracking on My Own. 
those ones all too. Um, the name of the EP. I, I can get the meaning of it, what I think, but what's your, what's your definition or meaning of the EP? Uh, it's different now. It just means like a lot of stuff has changed. You know, I remember just in December, you know, being in which like I, so I've lived in three different states. This is my fourth state since I've been in America. I've lived in like three of the smallest states, Wyoming, Montana, and Kansas. And then now to be like in LA where it's like the population of just LA is like bigger than all three of those like states, you know? So it's like, it's like everything is like different now, you know, no longer janitor. Got a car now, you know, in LA it's just like, sometimes I look back and I'm like, damn, we've done a lot in the short period of time. So just, just a lot of shit's changed. That's what it means yeah. to me. That, that was where I, what I thought the meaning of it, but want to get that, um, with Hobson, how did that, how'd you develop that relationship with him? Like how'd that come about? Did you just reach um, out? And I think, uh, so I'm with like this YouTube company called CMG and I think they had to connect somewhere to like mm -hmm. someone that knew, like I think it was his, his manager or something like that mm -hmm. so we hit him up and then um, yeah he was like yeah my fans because my fans had always like hit up Hops and like DM'd him like crazy yeah so he was like oh yeah man I've been seeing your shit since October your fans have really? been like yeah your fans have really been like tagging me and shit and DMing me that we should collab so it just made sense that's cool how that worked out yeah did you see the uh, Anthony Fantano thing Oh yeah, that shit was funny as shit. <clears throat> I didn't see that till last night. I decided to put that in here because right. just in line, like <laughs> I couldn't believe he did that. Just yeah, like, I was like, damn. <laughs> like, I think I think it was, I think it was out of something him and Hobson have ongoing oh, like, really? from the past. You just got because I think he's reacted it. to Hobson videos in the past. Yeah, he kind of hates that um, that type of rap like that. Yeah. Like, uh, like the, just the lyrics and everything. Like yeah. he kind of has like a thing for so. it. I feel like. I thought it was dope. I enjoyed the exposure. <laughs> I was gonna say it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were gonna watch. Um, and the you're worth it. So how that how that come about? Like, what made you like? Where were you um, at when you were just like, I'm just gonna come up with this. Like, let's do this. Uh, so I'd always like thought of an idea to like figure out a way to like mass, you know, spread something. I was like, my my whole goal has always been to put something into the world that lasts forever. Mm -hmm. So um, I remember seeing Vinny told me about um these people who wrote on stamped money and like I had had the idea of, of like writing on money back in Kansas because like yo how can I just get my name out there like crazy why don't, uh, yeah, why don't I just fucking write my IG and get put your sound call yeah on like fucking on all my like you know what? nah it's not a good cause so then when he like told me about that I like revisited that plan I was like wow okay so I could put you know this website on these bills and it's for a good cause so fuck it now I'm just yeah. do it so I just started getting hella kids to write on these bills and I think like so like I mean like right now the website's at like 40,000 something views so that's wow. good you know so and I, th I think it's something like as I grow that movement's gonna grow and it's and I, I like it I'll, I'll never make a song like that again mm -hmm. with the whole movement that's why I like you're worth it.org because it's a song that will last forever mm -hmm. as long as like I keep I keep writing on money and people keep writing on money mm -hmm. you know so it's not like it takes that much time out of your day you know what a, I mean it's just like a side thing that's the crazy thing changing people's lives yeah that's you know that's thing. it's such a good thing to do especially with you yeah, you know, with your music, how you want to be motivational. Yeah, you know, and that that shit just, that shit just triggers something to me. It's like, you know, a lot of people have like the concept of time so messed up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like there's really so much. Like sometimes I'll be like, a lot of kids with me. Oh, man, I can't. I'm like, bro, to write on your fucking bill takes like eight seconds. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just like that's the difference between like people ask me like, bro, how the fuck did you, you know? do this in such a short period of time like bro because it's just like i'll just sit down and message a thousand kids to share this yeah. shit it's like it's not it's that a good hard. cause too so people yeah. wish, you know if you have a heart yeah it's it's <laughs> not it's, it's not that hard to make good shit blow up it you really just you, you just you just you just 
it sounds hard, but it's like, okay, well, if I, if I message a thousand kids, let's say I message a thousand or 2000 kids and I get them to share a video, let's say out of 2000, maybe 200 share it. That's not bad. Let's say I keep doing that, you know, for a while. That's what I did with like when I first started, like Hillary Clinton blew up because I messaged so many kids to fucking hit up world star designer and them. It's like, bro, they're going to see this shit eventually. And if they now, if they see it and they choose not to post it, well, okay, well, that's a whole nother story. But it's like, this shit's going to blow eventually. It's just time. Crazy journey. Yeah, man. Well, hey, that's all I got for you. I appreciate it. Um, For people watching, it's different now. August 22nd. If you're in LA listening party, August 21st, 21st. correct? Yep. And uh, look out for new music. Follow at uh, at that Dax. That's Dax. Dax. Follow that uh, with the motivational speaker. You have any gems you want to end us with? For anyone watching? Oh, yeah, man. Your boy Dex always got gems. <laughs> um, my, my biggest gem is this. A lot of the stuff that I've acquired or, like, what I've done, even though the scale might not be huge yet, but it's, like, basically just off of, you know, having conversations with people. And I feel like a lot of people, like, underestimate the power of one person. It's like you never know who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't know where word travels. So it's like it's always like it's always like really important that when you meet people, whether it's for 15 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, a minute, like you really impose your energy on that person because you never know who they're going to tell. And that's how like like me going to China was off a DM. Like a lot of the a lot of the shit that I do and have gotten have been off just of like answering a DM. Yeah. So it's like never like underestimate who you're talking to is what I say. Incredible. Yeah. Well, you heard it. Thank you for watching. Peace. That was fun. Yeah.